this episode of the Tougher Minds podcast, we're talking about inventor and Silicon Valley entrepreneur Elon Musk. Dr. John Finn discusses his social media comments about his company Tesla and an appearance on another podcast which attracted criticism and controversy. Both these incidents shed some light on Elon Musk's demanding lifestyle. And John explained what we can learn to benefit us in our own lives. Life seems to be more demanding than possibly ever before. Lots of people are struggling. And it seems like people who almost we thought might be bulletproof are, not, are also vulnerable to this. And I think the Elon Musk example is very interesting. Um, extremely high-performing guy. I think he's reportedly worth $19 billion dollars doing lots of groundbreaking work, but clearly not thinking as cleverly as he might. Um, and I think that he's he's been saying that he's been in the factory for maybe three to four days at a time. Uh, so clearly he's not looking after himself and for me particularly looking after his brain as well as he as he should, and that might be leading to some of these um, negative press stories that are, that are kind of circulating about him. So, so explain to me, you said something very interesting then, he might not be looking after his brain. How might a, a demanding, time-consuming personal schedule with lots of work and no rest significantly, how might that hamper him from, from looking after his brain? Well, it sounds odd, doesn't it, looking after your brain? Like you look after your teeth by managing how much uh, sugar you eat and cleaning them regular and flossing, etc. Our brain is invisible to us. We can't see it, but it ultimately runs everything that we do. And everything we do impacts on our brain in a positive, negative or neutral way. What we have evolved to do to stay healthy and happy is actually very different to how we measure those things today. And we increasingly understand the importance of sleep, diet and exercise in brain function and therefore looking after our brain. And I think if Elon Musk is talking about working in the factory, not leaving the factory for three to four days at a time, um, and I think he ta also talked about working 120 hours per week, that's suggesting that he's not sleeping well which is probably having a knock-on effect to his diet and his exercise as well. But if we think about the sleep then, we know more about sleep than ever in terms of why we do it. Um, we understand it's a myth that some people don't need an awful lot of it, um, like Margaret Thatcher. Uh, Famously, four hours sleep, yes. yeah. Four hours sleep, and don't think she always made the best decisions, did she? And of Winston Churchill is... is Two very famous contradictory quotes. One is about how he doesn't need much sleep. Was about how you know a few hours sleep in the afternoon makes your day into two, makes one day into two. We know that those people who don't sleep die pretty quickly. The reason we know that is because people do get conditioned where they can't sleep, and their health rapidly declines, and they eventually die. We need sleep, and it seems to affect everything that we do every investment we make in our lives. And the trouble with science is it often gives us averages, but the reality is no one's average. I think we need to think about sleep, not just as how long you do it. And science says 
adults need about seven and a half hours. When you're younger, you need even more than that. As you get older, you need a bit less, and the NHS have some good guidelines there. But you need to work out what is the what is a good amount of sleep for you to get per night. But it's not just about the length, it's about the quality as well. And we're trying to get into those maybe three to four non-REM sleep cycles. So what goes on when we're in those deep cycles is where the power of sleep happens. And there are a few things going on. We know that if when we get into those cycles and if we don't get into those adequate cycles, our brain doesn't organise and sort and store the information we've been paying attention to that day. And therefore that stifles our learning and development. We know that developing ourselves, making progress in our lives is absolutely essential to feeling well. So if we're not sleeping well, we're not allowing our brain to actually sort and organise everything we've been paying attention to. The second um, thing that goes on when we're sleeping is that our brain essentially rejuvenates itself. It gets rid of all the, the rubbish that's been building up during the daytime and it cleanses itself. We used to think that because the brain doesn't have a lymphatic system, that it might only be able to do this when it shuts down. The science is probably not as, as sure there as we, as we probably thought it was last year. But there's something about when we when we sleep, our brain starts to, to, to cleanse itself. And part of the area of the of the brain that is maintained in that process is called the hippocampus or the hippocampi. Now, these parts of the brain are essential for um, producing new brain cells. If we want to learn and develop, we need new brain cells. Equally, if we want to manage stress well, we need new brain cells. Probably because when we've got lots of new brain cells, when we're going through a stressful period, it helps us not to get stuck in an unhelpful thinking rut, but to think more flexibly around a challenging problem. Connected to that idea, and a third reason why sleep is really important for us to be well, is that sleep helps all uh, helps our prefrontal cortex to work properly. So this is really important for managing stress, for regulating, but also for making uh, decisions and judgments about things. It seems that when we don't sleep properly, um, a, a part of our the part of our brain that we use to regulate ourselves, it doesn't work properly, and we get this uh, thing called functional impairment of the prefrontal cortex. Why that happens, we don't really know, but it stops us being able to regulate things like our emotions or, or make good decisions. And the scary thing here is that it also impairs our judgment about the need for sleep. So the less sleep we get, the less we're able to make a judgment about whether we're getting enough sleep or not. And what we find is that those who are sleep deprived often think that their sleep is fine because they're not able to use that clever part of their brain. And, you know, we see this in, in people who are running big organisations who are running, no doubt, government departments, and they're making poor decisions about their own personal well-being. And we know that nothing good is going to be built on that. The fourth reason why we need more sleep 
and this is how uh, the new scientists put it in their front cover uh, last one of their front covers last year is lack of sleep is killing your brain increasingly that's a very stark message <laughs> increasingly data is showing that the onset of prefrontal cortex degenerative diseases which are currently causing the NHS a lot of problems, things like Alzheimer's, things like dementia, they are seem to be correlated with poor sleep patterns. And that makes a lot of sense if when we go to sleep, we are clearing out all the unhelpful, nasty chemicals that are building up in our brain. So, you know, we need sleep to help us to learn and develop. We need sleep to help us to directly manage stress. We need sleep to help us to help our brain to work properly, our prefrontal cortex, what we call our hot brain. We need sleep to stave off those long-term um, brain-type illnesses um, if we want to you know, work towards being at our best. And when we're seeing someone like Elon Musk who's not can like getting, he's getting enough sleep, you can see why there's an onset of problems. And what we're seeing for Elon Musk is the short-term problems what is more hidden is that some of the long ter- longer term problems he will face if he doesn't start to build better sleeping habits. So having or considering all that then, most people I'm sure would want to improve their mental health, their, their well-being and their performance. It's clear then that improving your sleep is going to be a significant component of any efforts to do that. How can people start to go about considering whether the sleep's sufficiently adequate for them and, and then improving it? Yeah, so that's a great question because we increasingly live in a knowing society. More, more self-help books coming out all the time, giving us information about um, what we need to do. But knowing is different to doing. And if we're going to help people with these challenges, we need to help them to understand how to do things differently. I think often when we're trying to assess ourselves, what we call um, self-assessment scales in psychology are often overrated. Just, I think, like the Likert scales. Just assessing yourself on a scale of one to ten or one to a hundred. You know, last night, how good was your sleep? Out, out of ten, ten being that you woke up and you felt really refreshed. I think that's a good way to start investigating this for yourself and just starting to record that over a period of a few weeks. Good quality sleep should mean that you wake up well-rested and ready for the day ahead, feeling like you can be clever, you can use you know, the clever part of your brain, um, like not being overwhelmed by things. So I think you've got to do that on a, on, a, on a subjective level and just think about yourself. And then if you want to make improvements to sleep, there's a ton of knowledge out there about what you can do differently. But I think what we have to what we have to do is just try to take very small steps um, so that we're not being overambitious with the changes that we want to make. So if I know that I need to get, personally I'd say I need to get nine hours sleep a night. Um, so that means I really have to prioritise that. But I didn't get from probably seven to nine you know, overnight. It's taking me a number of years to build up to that and to build a better habit around that. And you've got to do it almost, you know, five, ten minutes at a time. Just do something that's going to be achievable for you and build up, build that habit up. Like everything that we do, sleep is a habit. So we have to um, 
change the current habit into one that's more helpful for us by taking small steps. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Tougher Minds and check out the website tougherminds.co.uk.